Welcome to the Be Fit to Sit podcast. I'm your host, physiotherapist Kim Siddons, and I hope to equip and encourage you as we talk about healthy exercise, ergonomics, posture, and practical self-care strategies to help you feel and function your best at your desk and beyond. So if you, your family, or your colleagues spend a fair bit of time at your desk or using screens, tune in because this podcast is for you. Hello there and welcome to episode 14 of the Be Fit to Sit podcast. Do you think you have bad posture? Well, I'm here with hope for you. My name is physiotherapist Kim Siddons and today is World Physiotherapy Day It's also Women's Health Week this week. So I wanted to come on board and address one of the concerns that so many people, particularly women, tend to ask me about or request help with or are really embarrassed to share their worries about their posture. And so I wanted to help you with some inspiration and some acknowledgement that it's never too late to help yourself to better posture and also better confidence. So the common concerns that people tend to ask me about are their rounded shoulders or maybe they're really rounded back. So they've noticed when they sit down that they feel really slumped and it's really hard for them to sit upright. But particularly, I've noticed that women tend to be more concerned about a hump developing at the base of their neck or the top of their upper back. In days gone by, it used to be referred to as a dowager's hump, but actually that's not the correct medical term. It actually is called an increased kyphosis. A kyphosis is a forward curve of our spine. And it's normal to have some degree of kyphosis, but it's normal to have a forward curvature of your spine in that mid trunk area. And everybody's is different, but the increased kyphosis at the very top of your trunk where it meets the neck is typically where people are worried about that excessive hump or fatty deposition around their spine developing that they don't like the look of and sometimes it can be a bit painful and sore and it is indicative that there might be some things that you can do to help yourself to a better posture and a better alignment. So those are the things that we're going to talk about today because I don't want you to just label yourself as someone that's got bad posture and I'm doing air quotes as I say that or poor posture or terrible posture it is not something that you have to live with there are so many things you can do and you can understand about your body to help yourself not only feel more confident but feel more flexible feel like you're able to move a little bit more And also be more strong in your posture, in your core stability, in the anti-slouching muscles, as I call them, to hold you more upright so you can feel better and function better. I often talk to people about the fact that our spine is like 
the trunk of a tree. So if we're talking about a tree that's healthy and firmly rooted in the ground, nice and strong and nice and stable, we would understand that it's got some roots to it underneath the ground that's helping it stay firmly planted. And then the trunk is the part that's more upright. It's, it's standing nice and tall. And then the branches are an, are an extension of that trunk that are the bits that are you know, moving nice and freely. So when we think about our posture and we think about our, our trunk, our body's trunk, we want to make sure, particularly when we're sitting, that our sitting posture is firmly rooted in the chair. And so we'll talk a little bit about the differences in our posture, but also the differences in our sitting posture and our standing posture. I do think that the fact that we are spending a lot more time sitting in general, most of us, and also we are spending a lot more time with our head down, hunched over devices, a lot more time looking down at laptops and phones, iPads, tablets, all those sorts of things. It does place even more stress on our postural muscles and all the ligaments and, and tissues in our spine or, and our musculoskeletal system as a whole. So we really are, uh, so it really is a great idea for us to not only be more aware of what a healthy posture is, but be more understanding of all the components that make up a healthy posture so that we can really be robust and withstand the forces of gravity that tend to be weighted all on our shoulders or weighted all against our spine when we're spending so much more time sitting at screens and, and sitting at computers because that does translate into how we move in everyday life. If we're spending so much time sitting in a more poor posture, I'm using my air quotes, poor posture, and not giving our anti-slouching muscles the stimulus and the strength that they need, and we're not taking our body through really nice different movements and degrees of movement so that it maintains flexibility, then yes, over time, we get weaker, we get stiffer, and our body is not as easily able to get into those healthy postures that we like to do. So we gradually can lose movement, we can gradually lose function and we can gradually lose our capacity to do the things we wanna do. So that our limbs, which are the branches of our body, our arms and our legs that are relying on our nice healthy posture or our trunk, our stable spine, where our limbs are relying on, on that healthy system in the middle, our, our st stability system. We're relying on that to be nice and strong. We sometimes refer to it as core stability so that we can move and do what we want to do. So it is helpful for us to understand all the components and we're going to address those today. So what I'd like to first of all give you a bit of insight into is the typical alignment or postural alignment that we might assess ourselves with 
and that I as a physiotherapist and other health professionals might assess whether when we're trying to determine what's going on with someone's posture. Just so you know, as a physiotherapist, I don't look at people and go, oh, you've got terrible posture. I never think of it that way. I would always think about, okay, what's going on here at the pelvis? What's going on here in different parts of the spine? And so what areas can we improve? Because it's actually all about finding the areas we can improve so we can help people move in the right direction and help them feel and function better as opposed to just making them feel bad about themselves. Because let's face it, as an individual, we'll always notice what's wrong with ourselves. And as a health professional, we come in and see the areas that we can actually help make gains in so that we turn that around. I don't see poor posture in inverted commas as the end of the story. I see that as the beginning of the journey. So it starts with awareness. And once we're aware of the things that we can do to help ourselves, wow, we can change our mindset. We can actually start to think about the little things we can do each day to help ourselves reach our goals. Your, your goal might be to take away the strain at the base of your neck and reduce that hump that you're noticing at the top of your shoulders. Your goal might be to... Um, reduce the roundedness in your shoulders or the curve, that slouch that you feel in your body. Or you might actually just want to be more confident in how you can move. So the reason behind looking at those problem areas is only so that we can actually do something about it. So let's look at it with a positive mindset and look at the things that we're going to learn about our body and the things that we're going to gradually improve about our body. And there's three areas we can do that so that we can feel how we want to feel and look how we want to look. So that's got the mindset thing starting to shift, hopefully, in your brain that you're starting to think, yes, I'm not going to label myself as someone anymore that's got bad posture. I'm going to be working towards having a great posture so that I can feel awesome. There we go. Now let's get into the nitty gritty of what a typically rounded shoulders or curved back or increased kyphosis actually means. So when people typically talk about bad posture, they're talking about that slouch. And the slouch really is more than normal and normal again. There's a great degree of normal, but an increased curve in the mid trunk area, which is the area where, you, where your ribs are. So the area that cages in your heart, lungs, all those sort of organs, that's, you know, where all the, that's your most important area of your body is that thoracic area. And an increase in the curve in that spine, everyone's, as I said, a little different, is typically what we'd see in an increased thoracic kyphosis. Now, below that, it's important to understand that below that area in the base of your low back is your lumbar spine. And that's sort of where it all starts. And even if we take one more step down, so if we're sitting, we will be sitting on our bottom bones at the base of our pelvis. And so if you put your hands on your hips 
and it's actually putting your hands on your pelvis. It's not exactly your hip bones. When you're sitting or when you're standing, you can feel those pelvic bones and that's where the action starts. So if you've got your hands on your hips right now, if you tuck your tailbone under, so rock back on your pelvis, you'll feel that your low back curve pushes out. And that is a kyphosis in your lumbar spine. And that can be quite straining if we stay there long-term. But that's where the slouch starts. So if you're sitting down and you've tucked your tailbone under, you will feel that you've pushed your low back out in a curve and you'll see and probably feel that your slouch is more pronounced. So you can actually create a kyphosis in your whole low back and thoracic spine by tucking your tail under and slouching with gravity. And that's what happens when we spend too long in that slouch. We end up starting with strain happening at the base of our pelvis and then it increases through our low back, our upper back, and the reverse happens at our neck because our head comes forward, our chin's forward, and we have to hold ourselves upright by reversing the curve so that our neck is actually the other way. Our neck's in a lordosis. So our head's forward and we're trying to just maintain ourselves upright, but you can probably feel and see mostly the slouch, the pronounced slouch. And staying in that position for a long time is what people refer to as poor posture because it's very straining long-term on our ligaments. It isn't really encouraging our muscles to switch on to support ourselves. And yes, over time, it can lead to strain and pain and reduced flexibility and mobility. So we don't want to spend too much time in that posture. Conversely, if we then put our hands back on, back on our hips and wiggle our bottoms back in our seat if we're sitting or just plant our feet firmly if we're standing, you can then feel that a more normal position for our pelvis would actually, when we're sitting with our bottom back in the seat, sitting so that we can feel ourselves on our butt bones or standing in a balanced position, you should be able to put your hand in the curve of your back, the low curve, the little curve in the hollow of your low back, your lumbar spine. If you can put your hand in there, that's a little lordosis. And that is what we would refer to as a normal curve in our low back. So from that normal curve in our low back, if that's there, then if we then feel our shoulders over our hips when we're sitting or standing, we can notice that we've actually got a more balanced weight of our head, over our shoulders, over our hips, and that's a more healthy posture. It encourages a slight kyphosis rather than a big slouch, a big forward rounded back. And we're more balanced in how we're sitting. So if we go back to our analogy about the tree and the roots of the tree, I have helped you if you wiggled your bottom back when you're sitting or you were standing so that you're firmly planted on both feet. We have planted our pelvis nice and firmly as a stable base 
of support like the roots of a tree are. So I often say to kids in, in a classroom, what would happen if the roots of a tree came out of the ground? What happens to the trunk? the roots of the tree come out or they're uh, knocked around they're unstable the trunk of the tree falls over doesn't it it inclines or it falls over completely and the same happens with our posture so if we don't anchor our pelvis firmly when we're sitting and then in a balanced position when we're standing we are not facilitating our trunk our torso, the rest of our spine, to be in a healthy position when we're spending most of our time. So if we're sitting, we can easily maintain a healthy posture by keeping rejigging our bottom back in, a, in our chair. I was doing it just then as I'm recording this podcast, I'm wiggling my bottom back in the chair and I like to do a few extra little wiggles of my bottom. So I'm walking my hips from side to side in the chair, right back in my seat. And that helps my low back and hips stay more mobile so that I don't get stiff. And I'm anchoring my bottom back in the chair so that I can easily, really easily balance the weight of my torso over my hips and it's hardly any effort for me to sit up straight. Again, air quotes, sitting up straight, because it's not really straight, is it? We've got curves in our spine, and it's normal and healthy to have curves in our spine, and it's normal and healthy for us all to have slightly different curves in our spine because we're all made differently. But we can definitely help ourselves to feel more confident and feel more stable with less effort, particularly when we're sitting, when we're more firmly planted in our seat, it's a lot less effort. And then to take even more effort away, we can lean on our backrest a little if we've got a backrest behind us. Sometimes we will, sometimes we won't. But give your body a break then and lean back on the backrest if you've got it. Then the last little thing you can do to help balance out where your head and neck is to take strain off the top part of your thoracic spine or your trunk and really reduce strain on that increased uh, forward pokey chin area that I was referring to before, the hump that people don't like, they notice at the base of their neck. You take strain off that area and help it improve by thinking about having the weight of your head more aligned over your shoulders rather than hanging forwards. We don't really want the weight of our head hanging forwards. It puts a lot of strain on our poor little neck. Our head is quite heavy. And if all day your head is forward of your shoulders, it's putting a lot of strain on the back, back of the neck muscles. And eventually we usually feel stiffness, tightness, soreness, maybe even headaches. And over time, yes, it results in that hump at the base of our neck, which we don't want to happen. So let's then think about having the weight of our head back over our shoulders. Now, there's a, a couple of little ways that I like to help people understand how that can happen easily. I'm not a big fan of people tucking their chin in. A lot of people have been told over the years to tuck their chin in and do chin tucks. And to be honest, 
that doesn't resonate very well with me from a physiotherapy rehab perspective because it usually encourages people to overuse the big muscles, the scalenes and the sternocleidomastoid muscles that are already tight, even their traps, already tight at the front of their neck. I don't want you to use them anymore because they're already working too hard usually and too tight. I would prefer you to think about two steps. First of all, put your finger in your ears and you don't need to do this all the time, but just the first time so you understand where you're going to. So put your fingers in your ears. That's roughly the mid part of your head that you're aiming to have aligned with your shoulders. So that, that ear hole area, you want your ear holes to be pretty much over your shoulders rather than sitting forwards of your shoulders. If your ear holes are forward of your shoulders, the weight of your head is forward and you're putting increased strain between your shoulder blades and on the top part of your trunk, the lower part of your neck, the area we want to avoid the strain. So make sure your ear holes are back over your shoulders and that you get used to feeling what that feels like. Then put those fingers at the base of your skull. So at the base of your skull is the area that tends to get tight when we've had our head forwards a lot of the time. Because when we have our head forwards, our chin pokes out and we end up looking down through the bottom of our eyes and are tight at the base of our neck. That can cause neck pain, strain, tension and even headaches. So we want to lift the weight off that area that should not be as tight. So we've got now our ear holes over our shoulders. The last little bit we want to do is from that area that we're just feeling at the base of our skull, we want to just really gently encourage those muscles to lift taller. So now I'll take my hands away. I don't need to use those hands. I just wanted to draw attention to those muscles. Now that I know where I'm supposed to lift for, from, I can just think about the base of my skull gently lifting the tiniest little bit taller. That way, I'm lifting really tall from the back of my neck. So I'm lengthening those muscles at the base of my skull that would otherwise be too tight. And I'm gently holding them there so that I'm relaxed at the front of my neck. And my chin is dropping down a just a touch when I do that. So my chin inadvertently in an effortless, relaxed manner drops down to that position that people tend to want to tuck to. But rather than forcing a pull-in tuck, which I don't agree with, we use the right muscles, the deep muscles at the back of the neck, and we help them activate to be able to lengthen out our, our spine, a tall neck, in a really little relaxed manner. So the front of the neck's relaxed, but you might feel a little stretch and a little bit of muscle activity happening as those muscles at the base of your neck lengthen. I've got a nice tall spine. Another way to imagine it might be to think about from the back of your head, a puppet on a string. So you lengthen like a puppet on a string from the back of your neck. I don't want your chin to lift up taller. We all have a tendency for our chin to lift up and our neck to poke forwards. And we want to be doing the opposite of that to take strain off our neck, off the top of our trunk area so that we're improving our posture. You might be able to feel that actually activates your anti-slouching muscles at the back of your neck. And that's the idea. 
So to recap, we have helped improve our posture by repositioning our bottom in a chair. Or if you're standing, you can just reposition, make sure you're nice and stable in your trunk. Then we think about having our shoulders aligned over that pelvis, whether you're sitting or standing. We could even relax into a backrest if we've got it. And the last little thing is to align our head and neck over our shoulders and lift from the base of our skull, that nice little bit of a uh, tall neck so that we're taking strain off. And all of a sudden, we're in that lovely posture. Now it's just a matter of trying to reposition more often and spend a little bit more time every so often throughout your day repositioning and facilitating that healthy posture so that you don't spend all your time in a slouch. It is a journey. The whole point is that you start to be aware and catch yourself out when you're not in a really healthy posture so that you can reposition and start to move your body. So the next part of having a healthy posture is about moving more. You know I speak about moving more, particularly for a couple of minutes every half hour and particularly when you're sitting. So you don't want to spend ages trying desperately to be in a good posture You and you desperately don't want to spend too much time in a slouch posture. You want to be constantly moving around. So you reposition your posture and you try to hold that for a little bit of time. Then you, you know get your mind back on the task and work away. But then your timer might go off. It's time for you to have a little stretch and have a little strengthen or get up from your desk. So those couple of minutes of moving, stretching, activating your anti-slouching muscles really regularly throughout your day, that's what makes the difference. And so you want to make sure that you are covering off on improving your flexibility. So that's the other factor, improving your flexibility of your spine and your muscles that are adjacent to your spine. And you want to improve your strength in your anti-slouching muscles. Now, the repositioning things that we've just done already help that. We're spending more time facilitating those anti-slouching muscles in a healthier posture really helps. But there are special ways that you can address your flexibility in different areas of your spine and your hips and your body and the limbs. And there's also special ways that you can strengthen up the anti-slouching muscles rather than just go with gravity and spend more time slouching and ignoring them. So if you want help with that, it's really hard to explain a lot of those things via audio waves. If you head to my website, kimsiddensphysio.com.au, Kim with a Y, there is a way you can sign up for a little video that walks you through some of my favourite exercises that you can do at your desk that reverse a tight posture and help improve your flexibility plus a couple that help then in switch on those anti-slouching muscles particularly the ones at the back of your shoulder blades which help to keep your shoulders back in a really nice healthy posture for you and it explains how you can do that so that's one way that you can get some targeted help and some guidance through a couple of, I mean, there are thousands of exercises I love to give people, but there are a couple of the absolute favorites that are quick and easy and anyone can do. You can also 
start to just incorporate different movements into your day. So as I said, I tend to wiggle my bottom back on the chair. You might hear me squeaking as I do that now so that I'm keeping my low back and hips moving all the time. But one area that I tend to see people don't do much of, particularly if they sit a lot, is to rotate their spine from side to side and also side bend their spine from side to side. So if you're sitting or even standing now, see if you keep your hips still, how far you can twist your trunk from one way, one side to the other. Is it the same on both sides as you twist? Is it as easy both sides as you twist? So even just twisting your shoulders from side to side to try and get some flexibility or improve some flexibility or maintain some flexibility is a great idea because we don't tend to do that when we're stuck at a computer or a screen or a device or you could do some side bending so just try now side bending your trunk from side to side so that would be drop one shoulder down and you'll feel probably a stretch on the opposite side of your trunk and then drop the other shoulder down so that you're stretching and bending the other side of your trunk is one way easier than the other is one way tighter than the other or more restricted. Even just doing that where you're side bending your trunk in the sitting or the standing position makes a difference. And the other thing that is really important is to stretch out our mid back. So doing those shoulder rotations is helpful. Doing the side bends we just did is helpful, but also reversing that stiff mid back posture where the increased kyphosis or the increased slouch happens. It all sort of stems from there. If you can increase your flexibility between your shoulder blades, your posture will improve out of sight. And so if you head to the website for those free desk exercises, my favorite, absolute favorite stretch, which involves improving the flexibility, the mid shoulder blade area, is demonstrated for you and you can follow along. But even just doing a rowing type sort of activity where you pull your shoulders back as far as is comfortable and stretch out the front of your chest and you'll feel your shoulder blades come back together behind you, that is reversing that kyphosis. So lift, don't be scared to stick your chest out, open it up so that you're stretching out your pecs across your chest and Feel those shoulder blades coming towards each other, coming towards each other at the back. So shoulder blades coming together at the back, chest out at the front. That is reversing that stiff mid-back. That is such a problem. It's a similarity I see with everybody that comes in with postural concerns. They have got a stiff mid-back, mid-trunk area between their shoulder blades. We can all help ourselves be more flexible in that area. And that helps to really break the back of a lot of those postural concerns and problems. And the last area I want you to check is how easy it is for you to get your arms up overhead because adding some leverage to your spine to help reverse that slouchy curve is so much easier when you can get your arms up overhead. So if you put your hands together, reach up a little bit, you might have bent, bent elbows if it's a little bit of a strain for you. You don't have to have your elbows straight. That's even harder. 
So hands clasped together, reach up overhead as, as much as is comfortable for you. And then lean back a little bit, stick your chest out and see if you can actually help improve your flexibility overhead. Just go to where is comfy for your shoulders. I do find that some people who haven't done that very often or have shoulder problems, you need to take it easy doing this one. And then you can go down side to side. So take your trunk side to side to increase the stretch that we we're testing before and see if you can gradually work at doing that a little bit further each time. So that's an excellent way that you can take your body through starting at the base of your pelvis, keeping that moving and then plant it in your chair or standing, then start to move your trunk. So twisting, side bending and leaning back to really help improve the flexibility in your mid back area. And lastly, overhead. So starting to get some extra leverage, that's next level to really help improve the strength and the flexibility of your postural muscles at the back of you so that you're really strong and you're gradually going to increase your capacity to sit in a really healthy posture more of the time. So the upshot of today is don't be down on yourself about your posture. Think about the amazing opportunities you can do to sprinkle some little things into your day to spend a little bit more time in healthy postures and also a little bit more, gain a little bit more flexibility and gain a little bit more strength to help you achieve the posture that you want that's going to set you up for success in the years ahead. Now, if you want any more help, make sure you reach out to me through my website or send me a direct message. I would love to chat and more, chat with you more and help you, even mentor you or help the people in your world, in your work or at your school to feel and function their best at their desk. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.